for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 346 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, buddy, how are you doing, man? I cannot complain. Man, I got... So, you know how for... Shit. I don't know. Two plus years, I've been saying, I'm out of the Black Series game. I'm not getting Black Series anymore. And then it became like, well... I mean, they're doing a show about Mandalorians and there's Boba. I'll get that stuff, right? Right, right. But I severely cut down my purchase of Black Series. And I kept saying, you know what I should just do? I should just sell off all my Black Series that I don't want. Any ones that don't have, like, special meaning to me. They're not Mandos. They weren't, you know, gifts or anything like that. I should get rid of them. Right. right. Well, I uh, a couple of weeks ago, finally... Got them all collected into one place because they were just in random boxes. Like when I was looking, I'd be like, oh, and here's another box of Black Series. And oh, check it out. Even more Black Series. You know what I mean? Just finding them all over the place. So I got them out, dusted them off, you know, got them all arranged and organized, took pictures of them, and I listed them for sale. And I intentionally listed them pretty high expecting that someone because i was doing it like on facebook marketplace not on ebay or whatever because i was not trying to ship over a hundred black series right right um i set the price pretty like not maximum value high and not more than they were worth but pretty high with the expectation that i could probably use that as a good negotiating fucking um starter point right right buddy the hassle of unloading those goddamn star wars toys you should have seen some of the low ball offers that i got like somebody immediately countered with i'll give you 400 cash for the whole thing and i was like motherfucker this that's like 25 cents a figure who do you think i am 
who the right. fuck do you think I am? And just having to go back and forth, right? And then finally, there was one guy that seemed to take it pretty seriously. Wasn't overly lowballing me, but it was low. five plus days of negotiating with this guy and him being like, well, what if you take certain figures out and we could lower the price? And I was like, look, dude, I'm trying to get this all out of my hands in <clears> one <throat> go. I know I could make more money splitting these up individually and selling the expensive ones individually and then getting the rest as a lot. Right. But I don't want to hassle with that. I just want them gone. And so finally we agree on a price. I go to meet him on Saturday. We meet in a public place because you know me, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm going to go and get, get robbed. I'm about to get fucking stabbed over some star Wars toys and be left bleeding out on the fucking in the the parking lot of a taekwondo place <laughs> right right kind of i was like you know what i'll go park in front of the taekwondo place and maybe you know if this guy tries to pull some funny business there will be a hero inside the taekwondo place that'll come to my rescue right absolutely right they were close anyways um so <laughs> i go to meet the dude and he shows up and he's super nice and He's like, do you mind if I take a look at some of them? And I had them, they were basically in three, they took up three big, a medium sized like Home Depot boxes. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Sorry. Okay. There was a cat in, intrusion in my office and I had to get them out. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. There's only, there's only one, the fortunate son, Walter, that's allowed in because he's the best behaved. Jet Lee gets right. in here. He's going to chew up cords. Mushu gets in here. Who knows what he's going to do? He'll never come out. Finn Finn is the one. If he were to get in here, I might just have a cat that lived in this room because he's so weird and flighty that he might just hide under the bed the whole time. Oh, Um, my goodness. Anyways. um, So I met the guy, right? And he's being real nice. He's like, hey, can I look? through them real quick and I was like yeah absolutely so he starts looking through one and he goes oh I remember this one um it was like an exclusive at celebration in Orlando and I was like yep it sure was he goes let me ask you something were you at celebration in Orlando and I go yep I sure was he goes I thought so I saw you there and I was like what the fuck there was what tens of thousands (laughs) of people there and he goes yeah my wife and I were in line overnight for the last Jedi panel and you were in the same area of line with, with us. You have something to do with a podcast, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I thought so. I thought I recognized you on Facebook. And then, um, when I showed up, I I told her, yeah, I think that's the guy that was in line in, um, Orlando. So how fucking weird is that, right? Like huh. I mean, it's not odd that a serious Star Wars Black Series collector in your area would have seen you at a con. The chances of them being near you in line is the is that's the And remember, I mean, granted granted I look like a goddamn monster, so of course like you know what I mean? Like you if I like saw me in person, but and you're then, very memorable. If I saw me in person and then saw me some other time, I'd be like, 
there's that unfortunate son of a bitch right there. Well, you just you just look like somebody wants to ask you if you lost your legs in a in a motorcycle accident. Yeah, I'm going. To, you, you know, know what, what I mean? I, you I, have I, the long beard. No, and the I long don't. Hair like they're I don't assuming have the long that, beard like, anymore. Not anymore. But like uh, they're assuming that you were a biker. You know, like uh, you know, I'm I'm actually going to get my hair cut. Really? Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. I, I like having the long hair, but uh, it's probably time to get it cut. And plus, I've got training to do for my new job in a, <clears throat> a couple, couple few weeks. And I don't want, like, I'm just trying to fucking blend in. You know what I mean? I don't you need to. Do I understand. Yeah. And I'm probably just going to let it grow the... back out. But yeah, I'm going to yeah. get it cut. Um, you got to do the, the look spiffy. It's not even that I want to look spiffy. It's just like, I don't want it to be a talk like, oh, wow, you've got long hair. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know no, I understand. The, the, the least I got to do shit like that, the better for me. <clears throat> um, what you been up to this week, buddy? Um, the same old, dude. Uh, I guess, um, did I tell you that I took Liam to the movies? Oh, was this his first movie? <clears throat> Yeah, it was. I don't, did we talk about this last week? I can't uh-uh. remember. No. Uh, we went to see Sonic 2. Oh, I'm so fucking jealous. I want to see Sonic 2 so bad. I'm considering just going by myself to the drive-in. Dude, it's good. Is it? I mean, it's good. Yeah. Like, I love the first one so much. Like, Me too. I can't say it's better than the first one, but, like, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, like, I figure if I'm going to go see that movie by myself... It's probably best to go to the drive-in because a dude that looks like me in the theater with a bunch of kids at a kid's movie by myself, suspect, right? Like, I get it. Like, I would even be suspect. (laughs) So, I think I might just go to the drive-in. That's not the way that works. And then I can be the weird dude sitting in his car by himself. (laughs) Stony baloney watching Sonic 2. Dude, go to the theater. It's much preferable. Liam had a great time. He ate popcorn. He I talked to me. He had questions. And so I, I had to teach him that you got to whisper because he was just straight up asking me in the theater. Like, what about this? Let's go. Like, oh, baby, you got to whisper. You got to ask, like, ask me as a whisper. We're talking. That's and, cool. I can't I can't really remember what I think my first movie might have been E.T. And it would have been when they re-released it, I think, was my first movie. And I fell asleep. Good movie. Oh, wow. So, guys, um, you should follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. And if you really enjoy the show, you should sign up and become a patron at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast, where once you sign up, you get access to all of our bonus podcasts on an exclusive Patreon-only RSS feed. And we've got shows over there like Star Wars Year by Podcast, which Steele and I just recorded today and should be up very soon. In fact, it might be up by the time you're hearing this. If not, it'll be soon after. Uh, Cooking with Will, Oh No, It's Hall Solo, Masters of Harvest Kasi, our Star Wars video game podcast with our buddy King Tom, Podula Rasa with Emily Lind, where we compare a good episode or movie and a bad episode or movie from some of our favorite franchises. Um, uh, Blue Harvest Adventures, Steve versus the prequels, immediate reactions to Bad Batch, and 
Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian Season 2. More to come on that, obviously. <clears throat> and uh, our brand new show that we just debuted with our buddy uh, Johnny Grasso, which is still as yet untitled, but it's it's actually got a title. Something clearly won the poll. So once again, if any of that sounds cool to you, go to patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And a big shout out to all our, all of our patrons. You guys are the best. So, buddy, I've got a couple extra bits of business that I need to take care of this week, if you don't mind. That, uh, Absolutely. We'll, uh, and then we'll get into it. So, first off, <clears throat> next week on May the 5th, 2022, Will and I will be recording, or live streaming, rather, our seventh anniversary episode. Okay, so you can go to the show notes of this very episode and find links to our YouTube channel and our Twitch channel. They'll be there. We'll be the chat room will be going and we'll be interacting with you guys. It'll be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing it last year. So follow us on Twitch or subscribe on YouTube. Now, the time, 9.30 p.m., Central Standard Time. That's going to be 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. Will may or may not be able to be there right at 9.30. But Will's going to be there. And I have put together a special intro video that might buy us a little time, buddy. Um, I've been editing some videos for the the live stream next week. Oh, that's great. And uh, I'll just tell you the theme of the intro little teaser is a night at the theater. So, um, hopefully, um, you guys will come by and hang out. We would love to have you once again, next Thursday, May the 5th, 9 30 PM central, 10 30 Eastern, 7 30 Pacific. And one final bit of business. If any of you guys know anybody that is looking for four-day Star Wars Celebration Passes, let me know. I've got two for sale for face value. I'm not looking to, like, scalp anybody. There's going to be links. I have them listed separately below on Light, Star Wars Celebration's official ticket reselling partner. Um, There's going to be links to both tickets individually in the show notes. So if you or anybody you know is looking for passes, somebody... Please take them off my hands. Please. Please. Peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> so, buddy, we, um, we've got some cool stuff to talk about this week, actually. Some stuff that's pretty exciting. You know what? Uh, big news. Big news in Hallsville. I uh, beat, finally beat Elden Ring last week, right? Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I was quite the accomplishment i feel so i moved on to the next game and that has been uh, the lego star wars skywalker saga which i which i've been waiting to play until it finished elden ring because i knew if i got into lego like I, I you know i too often i get um distracted by the shiny new video game and whatever game i'm playing gets put back on the back burner and i'm like oh i'll definitely finish it and then I never finished that shit. Never finished it. Oh, I know what that feels. <laughs> so I started playing Lego Star Wars, and it is pretty fucking cool, man. 
it is, is it? it's definitely got a bit of a different feel to it than your traditional Star Wars Lego game. It is so far, and I'm not super far into it. I'm still working my way through the Phantom Menace. Um, it is more of like a third person behind camera instead of the camera that they would usually use in a Lego game, which makes the okay. the combat and stuff feel pretty neat and a little more fluid. Tons okay. of hidden shit and little puzzles. Like I'm constantly getting distracted. Um, oh, wow. <clears throat> by the different stuff. Like, because there's these hidden kyber bricks, right? And kyber bricks are what you use to like... Um, there's like a level up system where you can unlock upgrades for different character types and then just overall upgrades. Kyber bricks are what you use for those. So for instance, like if you want to build faster, you can up, you can level up that ability. Right. But it's really right. cool so far. You know, it's yeah, look, <clears throat> are, are Lego star Wars games ever going to be like my absolute tip top, thing i'm most looking forward to as far as star wars video games go probably not but there's still a good time um i will say this one bummer because i was considering sending you and steve um copies of the game like through xbox you know how you can gift a game to somebody right for the sole purposes of us playing it together online no online co-op only what? couch split screen co-op as far as i can tell like interesting what a fucking that's usually the opposite decision games yeah make. and while i think it's very cool to have couch co-op like because i could see it being a very fun game to play sitting on a couch with a buddy or whatever uh right. no online co-op so fucking weird to me um also so this is a nice segue. We got some unofficial uh, Jedi Fallen Order 2 news this week. A game I'm looking very much forward to. Um, and this comes by way of a video game res uh, insider, a fairly well-respected one by the name of Jeff Grubb. <clears throat> and he's reporting that the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order is going to be current-gen consoles only, meaning Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5, PC. So no, you know, Xbox One family of consoles, no PS4, you know, none of that. Right. Um, which is interesting. I think, in a way, it affords an opportunity to really wow us you know, because we're at this weird middle point with this newest console generation where a lot of the games come out on both, right? They come out on the previous generation and the current generation of consoles. Uh, so that means they have to be programmed with both in mind. And the current generation versions will look better and they'll look really nice, but it's not necessarily harnessing all the potential these new consoles have because they're being developed for both. Right. Right. So if they're going solely current gen with this new one, then at least visually, I think we're probably in store for something really cool. 
Um, yeah, like a workhorse. Well, like a, a real... Because re- the original Fallen Order, I think, is an amazing-looking game. So, you know, just imagine that beefed up a few years later. <clears throat> he also said, now, I will say, you know, from time to time, I hear little whispers on the wind and stuff um, about Star Wars stuff that's in the works. And I, the only thing of the things he said that I've also heard is this next thing. And that is that fallen order won't be part of the title. So it won't be Jedi fallen order Two. It'll be Jedi followed by something else, you know, like I don't, this is not it, but like Jedi, Jedi, uh, search for the lost, padawans or or something you know what i mean like it's gonna have its own subtitle so like the main series title name is jedi followed by a subtitle is that Mm -hmm. making sense yeah and then the it's not gonna be fallen order it's gonna be jedi something else right right. it's not gonna be right i mean for now it's easiest just to call it jedi fallen order too because we don't have the full title um, he says right. that he's expecting it to be revealed at celebration, but that there's not necessarily, it's not necessarily going to have its own panel at celebration, which kind of lines up with our next topic. <clears throat> um, and then he had a couple other things. One um, was kind of unfortunate because I was expecting, and the general rumor mill was saying that this game would be out by the end of this year. He's saying it's 2023 now that it's definitely Uh, pushed to 2023, hmm. which is a bummer because that would have been nice to look forward to towards the end of the year. Right. But whatever they got to do, you know, I'm more concerned with them, um, uh, producing a, a really good game and not treating their employees like shit to get that good game out the door by a certain release date. So, Um, now as far as celebration, something that happened this week was they released the full list of panels for celebration and mm-hmm. somebody done fucked up. What? <laughs> yeah. Cause, um, initially there was a panel on there that has since been removed from the listing and it's probably because it was talking about something that hasn't been formally announced yet. Interesting. So you remember when we were talking about the Lucasfilm company gift, like employee Christmas gift or whatever from this mm-hmm. previous year, how it was like this nice or seemingly nice um, record player and the box that came in had all the different projects that Lucasfilm was working on that year. So, you know, I had book of Boba Fett and bad batch and visions and stuff like that had their logos. And mm-hmm. suspiciously, there was a logo for something that has not been announced that they have not said anything officially about. And that was tales of the Jedi and tales of the Jedi. We talk about it all the time on this show is, probably my all-time favorite star wars comic series it's one of my favorite comic star wars stories regardless of medium i love tales of the jedi i have a lot of 
nostalgia about it because that was, you know, around the time when I'm, you know, making sort of my first money as a kid and spending it at the comic book store on comic books and Tales of the Jedi was coming out. Um, so we've been wondering ever since, like, what the fuck is Tales of the Jedi? When are we going to hear something about it? Clearly is a thing. Um, well, on the Star Wars Celebration website, this is what they had uh, listed for Saturday, May 28th from 2.30 to 3.30 on the Galaxy stage. Tales of the Jedi. Live on the Celebration stra- stage, streamed to the Galaxy and Twin Sun stages. Tales of the Jedi animated anthology shorts hosted by Amy Radcliffe with special guest Dave Filoni. Um, that was up there. And in like, I was scrolling, like I saw people being like, Oh, they posted the panel schedule and I'm scrolling and it just popped out like nanny, nanny, nanny. And I was like, what the fuck? Tales from the Jedi. So, even though it, it's not been officially announced and we don't know when it's coming or what, we do kind of know a little bit of it now. Tales of the Jedi is animated anthology shorts. And Dave Filoni has something to do with it, I guess. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, now, I got to be honest. My hopes were probably too high. Where I was thinking like, oh, they're going to do an adaptation of those comics. Oh boy. Doesn't seem like that's what it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, first off, it's shorts. That kind of bums me out. I was hoping it was going to be, you know, full length episodes of whatever, you know, it ended up being. Now, sh- shorts doesn't necessarily have to mean a bad thing. Visions was shorts and I love that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then anthology anthology makes me think that while they might do some sort of adaptation of, um, part of the story from the tales of the Jedi comics, I don't think it's really going to focus on that much at all. In fact, I think it's probably going to jump all around the timeline. I, it's possible that it jumps all around the timeline, but I bet it's more like Tales of Jedi than you would think. I bet it's stories from Odanner, you know, probably Exarchoon. giving history. Exarkoon. Yeah, Bane, I mean. Darth Bane. So I wanted the whole, and like I said, my hopes and my expectations were too high. I wanted to see an adaptation, animated or whatever, of the comics. Start yeah. the front from Golden Age of the Sith to, I believe, the last uh, miniseries was called Redemption. Is that the Keldromas? <laughs> Are they in yep, there? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, it definitely is. Now, like I said, could a, an anthology, you know, an episode or two of this anthology series feature some of that stuff? Of course, it could. Now, on the other hand, I don't know that. Um, it's necessarily that bad. I mean, well, it's a bummer and maybe I wish they called it something else. Um, Mm -hmm. but I can see some cool opportunities. For instance, what if I get an anthology short about Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian Jedi in the creation of the dark saber? 
that could be fucking for me, cool. What about the Jedi world of Osis before it was destroyed or whatever happened there? Or what if we get um, stuff from um, Octu, the planet Octu. we see in the sequels? Like, what if we get, you know, way back in time stuff on Octu and see yeah. what it was like when it was when active. that temple was populated? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. What about what if we get post episode nine? What if we get a story about Finn training as a Jedi under Ray or Je- Ray and Finn rebuilding the Jedi order? Like, you know what I mean? That's interesting. It does. I, I, I wasn't expecting that at all, but that's interesting. The concept is interesting. It, the concept is interesting. I don't know that they'll do it. And I like, I would love to see it, but on one hand, I kind of want to wait for them to tackle that era until they know what they want to do in the bigger yeah. picture, you know? Yeah. But it, it's not I agree. unappealing. Like it's not unappealing right. and I'd be very excited. So I'll kind of go both ways with it. But, you know, I guess now the question is, is that when it's going to be revealed is celebration? Is it coming before celebration? Is it? Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I bet it's some sort of celebration reveal. Yeah, some surprise. Yeah, I think you might be right. There's probably a slot in there. I don't know. Maybe they'll announce it on the first day, and people sign up for it on the next day. I don't know. They they may very well announce that show the first day because I think it's like a you know the future of star Wars panel is the first panel, you know, it's going to be where they talk about Obi-Wan and Andor and Mandalorian and, you know, potentially lots of other cool stuff. So they could at that be like, Oh, and by the way, we also have tales of the Jedi that could be complete, you know, included in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess we'll see. I'm excited for it either way, but it does. My excitement has dialed down a couple notches after seeing anthology and shorts. <clears throat> but, you know, not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting piece of information we got since we recorded last week are a couple of little Kenobi tidbits. So Total Film is this film magazine that has like a an Obi-Wan issue that's coming out or maybe is already out. And there's like little pictures and excerpts and stuff coming from the article. And do you remember when we were talking about that rumor that I think the Hollywood Reporter started? Um, And they're, you know, typically pretty reliable with this sort of thing. But they had a report that, you know, at one point Darth Maul was supposed to be the main villain of the Obi-Wan series and things changed Mm -hmm. and you know i was talking about like well maybe if that was the case the reason they're not using ray park as darth maul is because the dude and his shenanigans that went down on instagram um but director deborah chow said in this article because they asked her about it she straight up said darth maul was never in the obi-wan series never never in the Obi-Wan series as far as she has been involved. And it seems like she's been involved fairly early on, at least since it was 
changed from a movie or series of movies to a to a Disney Plus show. You need to let that half dead horse of a Sith Lord rest. His story's been told. We can always get more stories of Darth Maul in between Clone Wars and when he dies in Rebels, but we don't we don't always need Darth Maul coming back. He's cool, I get mm-hmm. it. He's badass. Boy, was I hyped about Darth Maul in 1999 leading up to The Phantom Menace. The only other Maul stuff I really want is Solo 2 yeah. stuff for Maul. Yeah, I want to see that whole um, Crimson Dawn stuff, what that's all about, and why mm-hmm. he's in the place he is when you see him again in Rebels. There is a story mm-hmm. to be told there. To me, right. that's about it, man. And we've gotten a lot That's of cool. It. We've gotten a lot of really cool Darth Maul stories. This is no hate against the character. Ray Paul, I mean, his... Ray Park, probably time to move on from that dude as far as far as being associated with Maul. But otherwise, you know, I'm cool with Maul. His his part on Mandalore at the end of Clone Wars was pretty good. It was the Siege of Mandalore stuff was really cool. I like most of his Clone Wars stuff. He's had plenty of stuff, Darth Maul. Mm -hmm. It's time to let him go. Um, But this was her exact quote from the article. She said, as long as I've been involved, we've never had Darth Maul in any of it. Dave Filoni did a beautiful job of telling that story already. Uh, Yeah. Perfect, right? Like, that's... Exactly how I feel. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. Like... I still and now I'll tell you this. If the Obi Wan series was in serious dis- discussions or on the table when they wrote those episodes of Rebels that culminated in Darth Maul dying, I sincerely believe they would have changed. Cause I could see them wanting to use Darth Maul in the Obi Wan series, right? Like the rematch aspect of it all. Um and the fact that Darth Maul was brought back to life in the Clone Wars. But once you kill him off in, in um, Rebels, there's no going back from that. Like that was, you, you chose that format and that episode to tell that story. There's no going back on that. And I know Obi-Wan takes place before that, but come on. Like, nah, nah. N- you didn't need. Uh, Maul and Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then the last little bit of Obi-Wan news we got was we found out who the composer for the soundtrack is, and it's Natalie Holt, whose previous credits include the Loki series on Disney+. And I believe she's also doing the score for the upcoming Batgirl movie. Um, And... Old buddy John Williams is has oh, written and contributed contributed contri- contributed. Am I saying that right? Yeah, contributed. Yeah, contributed uh, a new theme or a theme for Obi Wan because he never got to write a theme for Obi Obi Wan back in the day. Interesting. So much like he um, wrote the theme for Solo for Han Solo and Solo. 
he's coming back and he wrote a theme for Obi-Wan, which I think is real fucking cool. And this marks the first time a, uh, a woman has been the composer on a Star Wars project. That's is, true. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I I don't particularly remember the score to Loki, so it's not like I have that as a reference point. Um, but I'm I looking forward. That Loki was good. Yeah, Loki was real good, and I'm looking forward to see what she does with um, with Star Wars. <laughs> I have a feeling the score might f- sound a little more classically star wars especially with john williams doing the theme um, yeah then say Which like, i'm looking forward to yeah but more so than like you know the mandalorian or book of boba fett which have right you know very sort of, tribal well they have sort of a newer different sound to a star wars soundtrack which is badass and i love it but it's a little different than what right. we're used to so that does it for news as far as I can tell. Some cool stuff. I'm excited to see what the sequel to Fallen Order is going to be. I'm yeah. Growing more excited for Obi-Wan every day. It's not that far away. Less than a month at this point. And right. um cautiously excited about Tales of the Jedi. Right. But I guess we'll see. Um, so do you want to hear from some of our friends? Yeah. Hey, wait, speaking about composers, uh, I think Michael Giacchino, Giacchino did the Batman. Giacchino, yes. Giacchino, yeah, I he think sure he did. Did, uh, did the score for the Batman. I saw that, and I, I told you about that. That was really cool. That was a cool movie. It is a good movie. I really dug it. I need to watch it again now that it's on HBO Max. Um, yeah. And I saw that they announced the sequel. They They officially, I mean, we knew it was coming. I mean, yeah, it's set up. Yeah, well, not just that. Like, it could have been set up, and that movie could have been horribly reviewed and done shit at the box office. And no matter what, like, Solo, they set that shit up for a sequel. Um, True. Very true. Just because it's... But you knew it was coming because of the critical reception and and how it's doing at the box office. I'm excited to see where they go with it. I am excited to see this particular branch of the live action Batman timeline uh progress further. I really enjoyed it. Did you watch the deleted scene? No, I need to watch the deleted scene okay. for now now that I have seen it and the little buzz around it, I'm like, oh I guess I missed something because I didn't watch the deleted scene. You should watch the deleted scene. I get why it's deleted, but it was pretty cool. It's pretty fucking cool. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's hear from some friends. Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, Blue Herb, Cockhead, Hansberger, Cockhead, Will Witt, Cockhead, Goose Paint, Cockhead, G Money, Cockhead, King Tom, Cockhead. 
if you guys would like to be part of the show, you should send in a voicemail or an email to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. Get it in before 9.30 next Thursday, and you'll be part of the live stream. That'll be fun, right? Um, first up this week, we've got our buddy Jim. Let's hear what he has to say. Good evening, Halls and Will. How the hell are you? Uh, last week, I asked what star wars character you would like to have on your podcast and interview for an hour um and i said not the filmmakers i should have been more specific i meant characters as in like you know luke skywalker job of the hut with a translator that sort of thing and uh you know i should have said not the filmmakers and cast you know like an actual character but uh who would you like is uh so same question again i guess but um also, I wanted to say that I'm happy that the 3D chat has uh, stirred up some conversation. I've never had a 3D TV, but I did have a 3D phone. I believe it was HTC. It was great to uh, take pictures and videos of your friends and show it to them in 3D, which every time you didn't require, you didn't need glasses to look at it. So all you needed was like to be slapped in the face with eye pain for a second, and then it looks very neat. But all right, guys, uh, ignite the green. Oh, I feel like a real dummy that we didn't get, <laughs> that we didn't understand. Easy mistake. And it's an easy mistake. It's an interesting question now, though, is that it's different. Uh, uh, my initial thought was Lando Calrissian. That was my number be one the thought. Best too. guess. He would be one of the best. Come have him. Come he would over. have the best stories. Mm-hmm. Have him come over. We we have a couple cocktails. Sit around the kitchen table. Talk about his adventures through the galaxy the fuck is the mind harp of haru man tell me all about that lando was my first thought too that's funny um hmm yoda yoda would be cool to have yes he's been he's been around for so long he could spend quite a yarn and he could tell us captivate so many cool things about the history of star Wars, like the in universe history of star Wars, right? Like very true. Yeah. I'd be like, Hey man, look, look, you kick off the podcast every episode. I love to hear you wax poetic about the force and how it binds us. But like, can you just give me a history lesson real quick? My dude, like, What's the deal with Tar Vizsla? I don't know if Yoda would have been around for Tar Vizsla, but you know what I mean? Like any of that shit. Tell me about the High Republic, you know? Yeah. Oh. Having Chewie, Chewie on, mm-hmm. that's basically like your soundboard guy. Yeah. If we had someone that random, could, if we had Chewbacca some, laughs in there when things we, were funny. We could have someone translate Shirook or whatever the Wookiee language is. That would be pretty fucking cool, man. To interview Chewie, because you know he's a smart ass, right? Like, you oh, know yeah. Chewie's a smart ass. Once Talking again, about another guy that's been around a while. He's been around a while. Oh, he'd be a good time. He's seen things. Um, Admiral Akbar, I think, would be fun. For some reason, I bet he has either such a dry sense of humor or no sense of humor, but those would both be funny on a podcast. It would be like a Ken Burns documentary <laughs> in, in interviewing <laughs> Admiral Akbar. Um, Poe Dameron would probably be, be a good one. Once again, he's a smart ass mm-hmm. charming as hell. 
Oh, Maz Kanata? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Maz Kanata might take the cake, dude. She might. She might. Maz would be pretty good. Once again, around a really long time. So all the stories. Yeah, all the stories and her attitude, dude. Yeah, she would funny be funny and yep. witty and you know, like, yep. you know, man, charming. I'm not really thinking of any like dark side folks. I don't need Hux on the podcast. <laughs> nah, he um, would probably be the if, if you want to talk about folks, someone that didn't have. A we would bring him on to clown on him. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You could clown on him real hard and like real easy. Get him to you know leave. Yeah. Oh. You know what? Maybe I'm. It would be like that uh, Mark Marin episode where he uh, interviewed Gallagher and pissed Gallagher off so <laughs> so bad that he got up and left the studio. That's what uh, interviewing Hux would be like. Maybe I'm getting turned yeah, around right. on this idea. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's hear from our buddy Jacob. What's going on, Haas and Will? Jake here. And uh, I think, Haas, you should uh, totally uh, go with your uh, foot website idea. It's the uh, 21st century. There's many a way to make a hustle now with technology. So I think you should definitely go for it. I was just at a uh, Bigfoot conference this past weekend, and I'm like, shit, man. I should just quit my job and devote my life to the search of the mighty Sasquatch and just, uh, you know, tour the Bigfoot circuit, going to all these different conferences. Dude, whatever you got to do to hustle, make that money, you do you, man. And, uh, you know, doesn't have anything to do with uh, my question this week, so I'll get into that. I had the thought, I'm like, astronauts, they go through a lot of training to handle the amount of G-force in space. And I'm like... Do characters in Star Wars, if they don't travel in hyperspace a lot, do they get sick? Things like that. I'm just picturing, like, you know, farm boy Luke Skywalker stepping foot on the Millennium Falcon first time. Han Solo's like, punch it, Chewie. And Luke Skywalker's like, ah, oh, shit, man. I just punched it in my pants. <laughs> Dropped a big old dookie accidentally because he's not used to that hyperspace travel might take a little bit to uh, acclimate to that so uh just uh see what you guys think of you know my bizarre ramblings that i uh do many a times we'll check you guys later good vibes to you all <clears throat> jacob you fit right in okay first off you encourage me you encourage me in my dreams of becoming a weird foot fetish model and making money Secondly, you bring up the skunk ape, the Sasquatch. Big fan of Sasquatch. that. Thirdly, you make a dookie joke. So we're going to hit these one by one, all right? I, I actually want to address each of these. So I've done a little thinking about myweirdfoot.com. And I think actually what I want is I want my weird foot to be in Star Wars, right? Now hear me out. You know, the creature shop, they could put like some pipe cleaners and some greebles on it and make it look like a weird alien. You know, practical effect. It could chase maybe the Mandalorian or Boba Fett. And then for the rest of my life, instead of selling mildly suggestive pictures of my weird foot online, I can just tour 
the cons like i can just go to cons and sign autographs and have people take picture with my foot like i'll have a makeup artist come up and do it up like the weird alien you know what i mean you should have you they should dress you up as the alien and then you should just use your little foot to slap like a droid or something to slap r2 on the ass no i don't really even want my because i no i don't want to see my face even if it is an alien makeup but like the, you know what i mean like i could go to celebration and and they'd have on their website. You want just the foot. Photo opportunities with Halls Burkhart, his weird foot, as seen in. Are you just going like, to sit in a reclined chair with your hands tucked behind your head and like your foot up on a pillow for yeah. everybody to come take pictures with? Yeah, and I'll be. It's not like I'll. I'll be like, hey, how's it going? How's your con going? Oh shit, you met Billy D. Williams. That's cool. You know, like I'll be real cool and I'll have like my little table. And I'll sign autographs. Hasbro will make like a deluxe, you know, fucking play set of it or something like five years after it comes out. And then it'll be a peg warmer that nobody buys. And you'll fucking find it at five below for $3.57. <clears throat> I think that's actually what I want. You can that smell it work. for another 20 bucks. No. Nah, see, man. Mm, nah. Lavender. But I'm telling you what. Then when the con money starts to decline that's when i launch my only fans for my weird foot and then like oh shit that weird foot from star wars has an only fans sign me up uh all right secondly what the fuck goes on at a bigfoot conference i'm dying to know i would love to go to one i'm i mean i'm sure it's like most any other paranormal conference where you have, uh, I guess, quote unquote experts that give uh, speeches uh-huh. or panels on theoretical how how Bigfoots could exist and what they look like and where they're I usually you, found. You know what? I bet you there's a guy that has like a sick ass display of plast- plaster molds of plasters. That he swears came from yep. the trail, but you know. So let me so ask. And so, do you think Bigfoot is real? I mean, I don't personally, mm. but I do like to leave the door open a little bit to say, I would like to think there are things in the world that we don't know of. You know, I would like to think that there are parts of the world that are yet undiscovered, and to discover that Bigfoot was some sort of sentient proto ape that was smart enough to purposefully avoid us uh that would be interesting and compelling i wouldn't be opposed to that hello 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 i turned myself down by accident somehow i was gonna say i kind of think he might be real you think bigfoot's real kind of maybe I like man, that's so is. surprising. You give me the hardest time about aliens, but you you're you're oh, open to the Bigfoot. No, I I don't think I give you a hard time because I think aliens are real. Oh, okay. I don't know necessarily that like you know the grays that you see. Right. Depicted. I don't know that they're that, but I I definitely think aliens Agreed. are real, and I Agreed. would not be at all surprised if they visited earth right like that's my general thing the thing i I am not like the thing i always say i don't know that it's real if it is i don't want to find out is like ghosts and shit 
Like, mm-hmm. I say that I don't necessarily think ghosts are real because partially I don't want them to be real because my ass <laughs> doesn't want to be haunted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I also, for all intents and purposes, do not want to be abducted by an alien nor probed. And if I was out in the woods and saw a Sasquatch, I would probably die of a heart attack. So don't, don't want to come across one of those in the woods at night either. <laughs> and I kind of feel like there's systems in place on star Wars starships that like mitigate what he's talking about as far as the G force and potentially poop, pooping yourself the first time you're on a ship. And oh yeah. In hyperspace. There's the star Wars equivalent of, you know, what star Trek calls inertial dampeners. That's a catch all for, you know, things that make that not happen that the the negation of g-forces yeah yeah i mean because clearly there's some sort of fake gravity system on star wars on star wars ships so you would imagine they have something else (laughs) and it's probably been described in books and rpg guides and stuff i just don't know what it is someone will tell us next week i hope someone tells us next week i'm looking forward to it i bet you king tom knows I bet you King Tom knows, and he's like, these dummies, these dumb boys. Um, Next up, we got an email from Nick. Now, Nick, for those of you who have checked out a stream or our YouTube channel in the past, is the guy who did the 3D animated intro for our YouTube. And that very animated intro was part of the longer intro that I put together for our stream next week. So you can look forward to seeing it there. Um, he says, Hey guys, do you think we could get an acoustic heartfelt rendition of the key ID song? There are some tender moments in there. Best Nick, man. I want to hear that key ID song done in all different genres. You know what I mean? Acoustic, of course, but I want to hear like an electro pop version. I want to hear like a, country western version with some steel guitar or some banjo i want to hear like a prog rock version give just a sweet little ukulele version a a ska version yeah a ukulele version bring a tear to you a tear to your eye yeah more so than that ukulele version of the somewhere over the rainbow you know what i'm talking about that's exactly what i was thinking yeah Man, yeah, I want to hear all kinds of different versions of the Kiadi song. So, yeah, hook it up. If anybody out there has the skills, hook it up. <clears throat> all right, next up, we got a voicemail, and this is from Josh. Hello there, Haas and Will. Uh, this is your internet pal, Josh Wright. Hope you guys are doing well. I know you're keeping it clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question. Um, in the interest of moisture farming, I had a question uh, that was a little bit deeper than the ones um, I usually call in about. Um, it's about representation in Star Wars. Um, I think Star Wars has come a long way uh, from the days where, um, you know, there were basically two female characters in the entire galaxy and all the and almost all the humans were uh, white, except for Lando. Um, I think it's come some way. I think we're seeing more LGBTQ representation, especially in the novels, uh, which is a positive step, um, and the comic books as well. Anyway, but I wanted to ask you, Hawes in particular, um, 
about how you think Star Wars um, is currently doing um, or has done in the past as far as representations of uh, people with disabilities go. Um, uh, do you think they're doing well? Um, or is it maybe something you, you don't really um, think all that much about or care all that much about? Anyway, um, just... Just curious to know what your thoughts were, Haas. Uh, thank you guys for the great show. Um, um, hope you guys are staying uh, happy and healthy, and may the force be with you. Hmm. So, um, I generally feel um, about sort of disability representation in Star Wars. That's not that great when you really think about it. Um, and it's not just Star Wars. There's not a whole lot of disability representation in anything, you know, if you really think right. about it. Um, yeah. It's interesting because like <clears throat> in Star Wars, right, it's been established like, oh, if you lose a limb, we got kick-ass prosthetics for it. And, and that's what I was going to say. I was like, the problem with Star Wars is that Basically, everybody with these kick-ass prosthetics uh, is, is, you know, would have a disability in a less technologically advanced world. Right, which is also something that kind of makes fucking Star Wars cool. Like, oh, if I was in Star Wars, fuck this wheelchair, I'd be out adventuring in the galaxy with my robot legs. How many times right. do I talk about how I want robot legs or robot pants at the very least, you know? Right. But, you know, there's Klee Lars. He is... As as you know, and and Star Wars is so vast, I, I I can't recall everything. Obviously, there's there could be something I missed. That is as close as uh, you've ever gotten to somebody in a Star Wars wheelchair, and that's he essentially is in a Star Wars wheelchair. So, <clears throat> you know, maybe um, Star Wars prosthetics and stuff like that are only available to the people that can afford it. Uh, you right. know, a humble moisture farmer like Klee Lars, he ain't got the scratch to get a kick-ass robot leg. He's got to go around in a Star Wars wheelchair. Right. And the thing about it is, is okay, you've established this advanced medical technology between not even the prosthetics, but, you know, you've got like a magic fucking juice you can soak people in, Bacta, that heals them, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you've got some of the most talented, creative people working for you. So you could also find a way to have a little more disability representation in there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, in general, it's kind of a bummer because it's not something you see a whole lot. Not just in Star Wars, you know? In just about anything. Like, uh, you know, DC has Oracle, which is cool. Um, Marvel yeah. has Professor X. I was going to bring up Birds of Prey. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Marvel has, has Professor, Professor X. X. So it's not like it's non-existent. But, mm -hmm. um, you know what's weird? I think the only time, and once again, it's not like I've seen every movie. The only time I've ever seen... Spina Bifida specifically represented in a movie was in fucking that Jack Black movie, Shallow Howl. Yeah. 
And there's a character that has spina bifida in that. Well, you know what? Wasn't you know, okay, Joker the pilot from the Mass Effect ship? What was his um he has ailment? he now that is I genetic think, disease? You know, that's actually part of the reason I don't talk about it much, but that's actually part of the reason I like Mass Effect so much is because the pilot of one of the coolest fucking spaceships in any media, the Normandy, is disabled. He's got, it's some sort of, you know, made up sci-fi disease, but basically... Some genetic bone disease or yeah, something. Yeah, his his bones have the, like... He's almost like Mr. Glass, right? From those right. Night Shyamalan movies. His bones are incredibly brittle. <clears throat> so yeah, there is Joker, and that's actually part of the reason I like Mass Effect as much as I do. Well, the reason I, the reason I brought that up is because that's a perfect opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, for the ability for a character to shine as an ace pilot, you know, somewhere, somewhere where they can have a great amount of control over the ship, like, mm -hmm. you know someone who's disabled could be an incredible pilot space he, spaceship he ends up hooking Star up with pilot. like a, a sexy robot lady in the third one yeah right <laughs> bro somebody get me to the future stat <laughs> freeze me cryogenically <laughs> and wake me up <laughs> when i can pilot a ship and like there's a robot lady that's into me because uh <laughs> shit looks bleak <laughs> otherwise let me tell you <laughs> let me just tell you oh no um, all right, next up we got one more email, and this is from Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. How about this week's news? I'm sure you both brainstormed about every possibility of what tales we could be getting from the show, and I'm just as excited about the de de definite Kia D love storylines in the show as you guys are. Now, okay, you know how I'm, I'm cutting Sam off, Sam's email off for a second. You know how you make me okay? With this being Tales of the Jedi being a anthology so show and not just an adaptation of those comics, is you have a Kia D. Mundi episode. If there is a Kia D. Mundi episode, oh boy, it's about to get lit Man. up in here. We're going to do a three hour breakdown of it. That would be sweet. Um, on to more Disney properties in space. Did you see that the title and some information about old Jimmy Cameron's Avatar sequel came out this week? The title is Avatar The Way of Water, and the information about it seems intriguing to me. What do you fellas think about it, and is it going to be something you see in the theater? The first one was such a theatrical experience that I think I'd have to see that well, this one. It'd have to be in the theater. Finally, I was listening to a Patreon episode with you guys talking about swords and stuff. Oh, my dad runs a black ships black. Oh my God. My dad runs a black sh Smith shop as a side business and makes some pretty awesome stuff. So if you feller fellas ever want more information, don't be afraid to hit me up. Thanks for all you do and keep up the great work. Best Sam, Sam, I'm going to need you to send me a link. Does your dad have an online? Yeah, store? Right. I, 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 they, 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 they. I am a man who likes swords and, 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 uh, I could be into this idea, Sam. Do you, do you hear me, Sam? Are you listening to me, Sam? I need. Does he have an Etsy page? How do we, how do we hook this up? Let me know. <clears throat> Did you see? Okay. Weirdly enough, tying in with um, Josh's voicemail, he brings up Avatar. Look, I know Avatar 
is highly memeable, you know, and I understand why. I know James Cameron's kind of an asshole. I also got to say, like, you want to know a movie that I got to see some disabled representation in was the first Avatar. It's all about a dude in a wheelchair who gets to transfer his consciousness into a kick-ass giant blue cat alien. Like, did they pull that story out of like 12 year old halls as dreams or some shit? Cause yeah, come on. Right. Um, look, yeah, I'll see avatar two in the theaters. I don't think I'll be able to avoid it. Like, am I in love with avatar? The first movie? No. Um, did I enjoy it well enough when I went to see it in the theaters and it was one of the few good 3d experiences I ever had? Yes. Um, and I'm interested enough to see what they where they go with that universe. I, I do wonder if there will be more representation in the next movie from the human side because, you know, old Jake Sully left his body, mm-hmm. you know, so there won't be any, not from Jake Sully, there won't be any representation in that movie. No, no. Um, but that's, I mean, it's it's all right. It's still the origin of the character, you know what I mean? Like No, I was just interested. I was, you want, okay, because when you go to Disney World, they make a point that like you get to link up with this Navi that you're genetically compatible with. So mm-hmm. basically they're running tour groups through Pandora or whatever. Um, I know that's not canon, but like it, it did bring up the thought like maybe they're still sending Navi avatars. You know, maybe they're still using pilots. And well, I was thinking like, you know, maybe if some of them are, disabled like that would be a, 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 another way to include you know because cool. jake sully was so successful that it showed you that you don't need people that are you know physically capable. you need people that are mentally capable for a neural link yeah hmm that's true i see i kind of think that like the humans, the big corporate enemies are going to be coming back for revenge. Like, I kind of think that's what the storyline's going to be. I'm sure they are. I just, you, you know, I want to believe. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the first time seeing that yeah, movie, when he gets in, when old Jake, Jake Sully gets into his avatar for the first time and he breaks out and he like runs out and he feels the grass under his feet and stuff. Yeah, your that's boy, crazy. Your boy got a little choked up. Your boy really? got a little choked up. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, th- that's not something I get to see often in movies, you know? Right. And, you know, unfortunately, if there's a character in a wheelchair in a movie. Um, they're not exactly um, always portrayed in the most competent or compassionate light. Or it's usually the computer guy, the hacker. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, um, <laughs> or if you're into horror movies like I am, anytime a character shows up in a wheelchair, you're like, well, I know who's not making it to the end credits <laughs> is the wheelchair guy. Friday the 13th. Part oh, dude, two. that means we need to write a horror movie Texas where the Chainsaw. wheelchair guy makes it to the end. I would love to do that. I would That's love perfect, to dude. do that. Let's do it. Hmm. Easier said than done, but man, would I love to do that. But yeah, like Friday the 13th part two, poor wheelchair guy doesn't make it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, poor wheelchair guy doesn't make it. Nightmare on Elm Street three, wheelchair guy, he don't make it. 
and I'm sure there's more that I'm just not thinking of. There was this, there's this weird, um, I think it's called monkey shines and it's about this guy in a wheelchair who gets a helper monkey, right? And he, the, the monkey starts killing folks. What? Like in, I've only seen it once and it was, it's been forever ago. Um, let me see. Monkey shines 1988. I, I think this has to be the right movie. I don't want to go to its IMDb. Yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid and being like, <clears throat> seeing the the box in the uh, rental store and just going through every other single horror movie rental before I finally got Monkey Shines. Um, and the Hellraiser ones are scary. I remember, I'm trying to remember horror movie boxes. Monkey Shines is a 1988 American psychological horror film written and directed by George A. Romero. Oh, I did not realize it was uh, directed by George Romero of like um, Night of the Living Dead fame. Um, Its plot follows a young athlete who becomes paralyzed, quadriplegic, and develops a bond with an intelligent service monkey named Ella, who becomes homicidal after she is injected with an experimental serum of human brain tissue yep yep that's monkey shines it sounds compelling almost planet of the apes like a little a little i'm gonna get a helper monkey (laughs) i didn't know that was an option except my monkey ain't gonna kill anybody i don't want my monkey rip your dick off and throw in the tall grass no no, like, why you always got? That's why you dick? don't have a helper monkey. Well, I rip your talk- face off. No, no, Will, you're thinking of like a chimp, right? Like, I would I never. I mean, that would be the best helper monkey, right? No. Wouldn't a chimp be like? No, man, you get a little like spider monkey or like a those? capuchin monkey. Yeah, capuchin monkey. That's I think that's the monkey that's in Monkey Shines is a capuchin monkey. Oh, I don't, goodness. man. I don't know. Like a chimp would freak me out, man. Like, it's just like a little fucking pissed off bodybuilder, like a little two or three foot tall, however tall a chimp is. And plus, like, every time I go to the Birmingham Zoo, right, and we go through the primate exhibit, there's this one chimp that just lays on his back. And you know how, like, when you're sitting on the chair and you'll put, like, one leg up on, like, you'll put your ankle up on your knee, you know, that sitting position? Mm hmm. This monkey just sits, lays on his back with his legs in that position and just slow jerks it, dude, all day. <laughs> just lays in the oh, sun. Man. Every time I've been to the Birmingham Zoo, I swear this same monkey is just laying to the point where if you told me it was a highly detailed Disney animatronic of a jerk, a monkey beaten off in the sunlight, I would believe that would make more sense. It would make more sense than the fact that this same goddamn monkey. And every time there's kids like, mommy, what's he doing? And every time they're like, Oh, I don't know. Hey, look over there. Lemurs. Let's get the fuck out of here. In that poor (coughs) monkey's defense. If I lived a life out, uh, you know, out in the jungles, free swinging tree to tree. And then I got caught and was sent to the zoo. 
I'd probably lay on my back and jerk off in the sun all day. You don't know that that was that monkey's backstory. He might have been born in pet captivity. That's all he's ever known is jerking Jerking off in the sun. sun. From the time I was a wee child. Maybe none of the lady chimps want anything to do with the poor dude. Poor guy. Actually, I feel now feel kind of bad for him. (laughs) Next time I go to the zoo, I'm just going to knock on the glass and get his attention and just be like, pound my chest like, I feel you, buddy. I feel you. So that does it for us this week, buddy. Uh, Once again, guys, next week, uh, we will be live streaming episode 347 live on Twitch and YouTube, 9.30 p.m. Central Time on May 5th. And the show will be up on the podcast feed as usual. But if you want to come by and hang out for the, the live stream, that's when we'll be doing it. Um, I believe I'm also going to be part of the Sith Lists live stream on May the 4th. So tune in for that. Um, Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, please, guys. It really helps us out. Somebody please buy my celebration tickets. <laughs> There'll be a link. <laughs> There'll be links for them. Someone and... will buy them. I sure hope so, man. Um, if you enjoy our theme song, be sure to check out Stone Cobra, who you can find on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. And check out the High Potion podcast that I do with our buddy Steve about video games. The next two weeks are really awesome High Potion episodes. We had a couple of special guests on for them, so if you haven't checked it out yet, maybe you should tune in. Uh, for the next two weeks and uh, keep listening after that listen to the back catalog I don't know man check it out now's a good time to pick it up if you haven't before yeah never too late every episode is potentially someone's first episode so guys that'll do it until next week when we'll be celebrating seven years of these monkey shines this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Halls Burkhart and I'm Will Witten may the force be with you May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.